up, dogs? How you doing? Having a nice week? Cool. Follow-up question. Are you ready for a brand new episode of Terribly Funny? Ooh, baby. I certainly hope so, because here it comes. Hey, gang. It's me, your buddy, your pal, your sometimes lover, Steve Bazalone. Uh, and this, of course, is the podcast where I talk to funny people about terrible things that have happened to them. And today, ah, oh, we got a doozy of a guest. It's a gentleman that I first met three and a half years ago when I helped him out with, a, I was in a little short that he wrote. It's Jonathan Lipnicki. What can I tell you about Jonathan? Uh, you've known him for a very long time. You saw him, you grew up beside him probably. Uh, you first saw him in 1996 when he was the adorable little tot in Jerry Maguire. And man, he worked so much as a kid. He was in the Jeff Foxworthy show. He was in Dr. Doolittle. He was in Stuart Little, Dawson's Creek, My Little Vampire, The Little Vampire. He's done it. He did a ton of shit. And then uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. What it's like to, uh, A, have a ton of success early and the pitfalls that come along with that. What it's like to live under a microscope. Uh, how people create their own narrative about you when they think they know you because they see you on the big screen. Um, and also what it's like to transition from that to being a working actor today. Because the, the guy is still pounding the pavement. He's still working a ton. He's doing a ton of movies. Uh, he's, at a, he's in the season two of Mr. Student Body, which is on the Verizon Go 90 network. He's just a, a really a very impressive, uh, articulate kid. And I think you're going to enjoy a little chat we have. Uh, we're going to get to that in a second. But before we do, it's time for your vegetables, friends. Uh, hey, do you like this podcast? I certainly hope you do. If you do, go to our iTunes page. Give us a rating. Give us a review. Those things help us. Also, tell all your friends about us. Also, use the social medias. That's fun. Tweet at us. Tweet about us. It's terribly underscore funny. Um, you can also check us out on Instagram. It's terribly funny podcast. You can also uh, write us an email. It's terribly funny podcast at Gmail. I've been slowly chipping away at a lot of the emails that were backlogged. I got to a bunch last week. And man, I just got to say, you guys are you guys are great. You're wonderful. You're empathetic and loving and and, and kind and uh, fuck, I'm really honored to uh, to be having these conversations with you, especially uh, in times that feel just batshit and a little overwhelming and sad. It's nice to know that there are uh, people uh, as kind and uh, uh, and caring out there as you guys. So enough of that. That's enough me, me being sappy. Uh, but let me say for those who haven't got back to you yet, I will. I've been super busy at work, but I'm going to get back to you because I love you. That's done. Now, let's get to the good shit. And of course, the good shit is Jonathan Lipnicki. Theme music, please. And we put each other into the deep end, but there is only one of you. Some bad shit? Yeah, let's hop into it. Let's okay, Let's see, where do I, where, where do I start? So, so where, you know, I'll, I'll do this because it comes full circle because that's how we met. So yeah. we, we met doing, um, doing Used to Be Cute, the short. Mm-hmm. And I think I talked to you about it when we were filming that, but... Um, turned out very well. Yeah. You got like a ton of it press was, and training shower. It was great. Yeah. Uh, and it was such a positive experience turning something that really was, you know, a kernel of negativity and I think I told you about this, but that was based off a real audition I had. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Where I, I was auditioning for a pilot, mm-hmm. and I just started really auditioning again. I was like, like 18, 19. Sure. So like, and, like, I'm slowly becoming kind of an adult. Yeah, yeah. And so, but I was still, you know, very nervous, very, sure. you know, in my head, uh, and just uncomfortable. Still had that uncomfortable team to me. Yeah. And so I go into this room, uh, auditioning for a, and I wish we did this in the short, I was auditioning for a Western. Oh wow! Wearing, so I decided to dress up for it. Oh sure. So I was wearing this ridiculous, like, sure, dumb Western outfit. God, like, that, isn't that like, the weird thing about acting? Like, yeah. it's like, does this matter? But also, why not? Exactly. It really me. But I remember going to like commercial auditions and people yeah. would be like dressed to like fucking doctor scrubs. Exactly. And I would just say, I don't. Yeah. I don't think this matters. At least yeah. for a commercial. Exactly. For like a pilot, this may have more. Yeah. Readings. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, mm-hmm. you know, all out. So why not, man? I walk in and. The it was a producer session, mm-hmm. the executive producer sitting there with sunglasses on oh, and on, an man. unlit cigar. Not joking. And what? he says, Yeah, like he that's in his hand. He's like I'm like a character from the Yeah, critic. I'm like, this is like, like this is like a bad like if I put that in the sketch, I don't I didn't yeah, think like, no, this is like, too broad. That never happens, you know. Yeah. But it it did happen. I was so shocked to see that I'm like, is that a cigar? And who fucking smokes cigars anymore? Yeah, and he says to me, he goes, like People who hang out in Planet Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're stuck in the Yeah, 90s. yeah. It's like You're so still weird. for Ross and Rachel. Oh my God, yeah. It was so, it was so weird. So I walk in and, you know, uh, I, I like to talk to people, but I also respect that they have to get through people. Sure. So I'm like, Hi, nice to see you. And he, first thing he goes, he goes, Jonathan Lipnicki. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Cool, you know, yeah. What's up? 
And he's like, I saw you on TNT last night. Okay. They were showing Jerry Maguire. I'm like, cool. And he's like, oh. he's like, you were so cute. And I said, oh yeah, you know, what happened? I try to make a joke. Uh-huh. And he's like, no, like really what happened? What? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like. But it's like one of those things like it's ridiculous, but like. I, I'm looking at yeah. you're a ridiculous person. I don't put any weight into what exactly. You're so at first I was just like, okay, he must be joking. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I know. And he's like, no, like, like seriously, what happened? And this goes on, makes casting uncomfortable, makes everyone Jesus. in the room uncomfortable. Goes on for like five minutes where he's like, like you were a good looking kid. It goes into like specifics, but like you're not a good looking adult. Well, that's just fucking mean. Yeah. Hey, and also untrue. You're yeah. a good, you're a good looking. Thank dude. you, thank you. I appreciate uh, that. But I was like, uh, okay. And I just kind of shut down. You know, I think now being 26, you know, and, and yeah. just kind of being more sure of myself, I would have said well, something. You're such like wet clay. Yeah. And also like, I think, I don't know if you had the same mm-hmm. experience, but I think I had to get to a certain age where I realized that like, I didn't intrinsically have to respect everybody who was older just because mm-hmm. they were older. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, I think when you're a kid, that's like, at least that was ingrained in me. Like, you know, respect an adult. Yeah, no, it yeah. took me a long time to like realize like, oh, just because you're older doesn't mean you're smarter. Exactly. You're still a fucking idiot. Yeah. And if like you are going to be like a cruel person like this, I don't have yeah. to. Res- I mean, more than just like you're yeah. a human, but like, fuck you, man. It was so odd. Yeah. And so I just kind of was trying to bear with it. He keeps going on about it. And I'm like, okay, what do I do? Okay, just shut down. Uh, and he's just like, yeah, you know, he like, you know, like what happened? Like, seriously. And then I'm like, okay. And he's like, let's give this a read. So I'm like, great. Oh, sure. I really don't even you, want to really read now. Really, yeah. really yeah. set me up for success so, here, bro. Surprisingly, the read goes all right. Cause yeah. I thought, oh man, well now I'm really going to suck. Cause oh, I feel yeah. terrible about myself. Then after the read is done, he's like, that's great. So once again, he goes back into talking to me about how like I used to be cute and like, it's so weird what happens with child actors or some, some you know varying degree of that and and it went on for like another five minutes and I was like okay uh thanks and then I leave and I never once said anything rude back Mm -hmm. to him I immediately get a call from my agent Mm -hmm. my agent goes hey what happened in there and I go oh man you won't believe this story it's crazy he's like no be quiet you're wrong they're right they said you were a complete jerk in there what yeah and I'm like, what do you, what do you, I, I stood there while they, while this one dude berated me and told me I'm not very good looking anymore. And he goes, but the agent at the time said, he's no longer my agent. He yeah, said, um, he said, they're the buyer, you're the seller, you're wrong. No. And no, I was like, no, but they were just, I'm like, I didn't say anything. Like, you know, he's like, maybe, maybe you should have joked around with him more. Maybe you should have been more personal because they said that Jonathan was a jerk and he was uncomfortable talking about his past. Which is far from the truth, you know. Yeah. I'm very, I'm very comfortable with what I did in my past. And if you approach me like a human being about it, and go, hey, how did you like growing up doing this? Sure, you know, it's I'm, interesting. I'm, yeah, I'm more than yeah. happy to talk about it. But to just go lead in with that, like you know, I didn't end up, you know, what happened to me? Where have I been? Like, also, you know, just been like, hey, did you? This Jamoke was wearing sunglasses yeah. inside, like he's Jack Nicholson at a yeah. Lakers game exactly. and was chewing a cigar. Yeah, fuck this guy. Yeah, and so you know what? From that story, I I started telling my friends, and my friends would all laugh. Mm-hmm. They're like, this is ridiculous, and I'm yeah. like. Don't laugh. This sucked. Like, oh, for sure. Because I mean, I definitely, I definitely cried. Um, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, man, I get that. Uh, and Throws you for a little. Yeah, when and also is, like blatantly mean, like yeah. unapologetically mean. Fuck that. Yeah, and also with you know, I mean, the rise of blogs and the internet throughout like my high school experience. Sure. I was at a place where I was like, why? Well, you know, I I wasn't you know my it wasn't the high point of my career. Mm-hmm. Um, I just felt like why. Are people kicking me while I'm already down? Yeah, is what I always thought. You know, kind of like through middle and high school, I was like, I would see these blogs about I'm ugly and stuff, and you wouldn't escape them. You know, it's like the sidebar stuff that comes up on you know what what MySpace at the time and then Facebook, and so I wasn't feeling great about myself anyway. And then this jerk had to do that, and then I was telling my friends, and they're all laughing at me. So I was like, what do I do with that? And then I, you know, I took a step back Mm -hmm. and I realized it is really funny. Mm-hmm. It is extremely funny, and you know what? If you take the camera and you turn it around on other people, and this is what I talked about with Hayden, right. and I told him that story. Hayden Fongheiser uh, helped me write this uh, short. Also does everything that yeah. I'm incapable yeah. of doing for this pilot or for yeah. this podcast. And he's an amazing guy, very talented. And you know, I told him the story. Don't, like, don't give him too many comments. Yeah. 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 And then he, uh, he, he, you know, he, he, he took, you know, took my story and he made a great little sketch out of it. Yeah. And. Getting to do that and kind of control it on my own terms and really turn the camera around on people because everybody always thinks 
the child actor is ridiculous. Like, oh, they're sure. all train wrecks or this or that. And I know a ton. You know, like Sam Lerner has yeah. been doing it a long time. Yeah. Great kid. Yeah. A lot of a lot of them aren't. Yes. You know, and I think that it it's like you you take the camera and you turn around on other people and you show them they're ridiculous. Yeah, well, I think it's it's a weird thing because when you are in the public eye, there is you don't when you're seeing somebody that's on a screen that is uh, you know ninety feet tall, they don't feel like a real person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's yeah. easy to feel like this this is not someone that I see in life, mm-hmm. and it's also easy to think feel like you have ownership over this. Yeah, because like, well, they're in my life. So I can say like I because they're not real and because I have I feel like I have ownership of them yeah. because I watch them while I'm in my boxers in my bed. Mm. Like I feel like I can say whatever. And also mm. there's within that day, like the nascent stages of the internet, yeah. just like where people like there's such anonymity. Yeah. It's already a disaster yeah. in a garbage place. But I feel like it's a little bit swung backwards where like people have like tried to be like a little bit kinder online, but maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. But it's just like, yes, I think it's a, such a weird thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is not a real person. Yeah. This is like a, a fictional character almost, yeah. you know? Yeah. But like, I think in doing something like that, like doing, you know, a short and being able to laugh at it and humanize yourself, yeah. it shows that like, oh yeah, this is yeah. real. And this is a, a real experience this this person had. Exactly. And it's, um, and it's fun to do that on your own terms, you know, right. be, be creative on my own terms and it was one of the best things I did for me emotionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, I got a lot of meetings from it. You know, people, you know, I think really dug that I could make fun of myself. Sure. Which I, you know, I don't mind making fun of myself. Yeah. I think that if you can't make fun of yourself, you're... You know, what's the point? Yeah, what's the point? Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I'm really lucky for that whole career I had as a kid. And I'm extremely grateful because I found out what I got want to do for the rest of my life. Right. And uh, now it's just, you know, now it's about continuing just moving right. forward and it's like there's always ups and downs um i mean it's for tacky sad stories i have another kind of good one from that time frame yeah. too around that time frame i uh so this is like eight nine years ago yeah 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 uh i uh or no this is around the time frame of you used to be cute oh, okay so like three this years was ago. uh before right before you used to be cute okay um i <laughs> I, I got a call one day and I or I got a call from my manager to tell me that my agent dropped me. Sure. And didn't um didn't call me for this seven. is the same guy? Uh that fucking turd. Uh interesting. So okay. him so I had that agent, the mm-hmm. not nice guy, and he left the company and his boss and him because it was I think it was just like an ego thing, mm-hmm. they both fought over me for mm-hmm. no reason because I because I think that his boss was like, oh, well, he really likes that client. So I want to take that client because he likes him. There be so I went with his boss because the boss got me a bunch of meetings. And I was like, hey, I just like want people to meet me who I, you know, how I am now. Yeah, and also you were an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. And so I ended up going with his boss and then his boss dropped me like a year later. And when he dropped me, um, you know, I, 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 I called him back and I was like, why didn't you, you know, you know, call me? Why did you do it through my manager? I thought we had like a Mm -hmm. good, you know, relationship here. And he, and he was like, you know, um, you know, people here, it's not me. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. He's like, people here, they, they don't really believe in you anymore. I'm like, what? I'm like 23. You know, I'm like, what do you I'm mean? Like, still a fucking young. Yeah. And I was like, and it, and, and it really hurt. And then, um, my girlfriend broke up with me the following day. Oh boy. And so it sent me into this little like tailspin where it yeah. was like December. So sure. I'm like, there's no Which project. Which is the best time. Yeah. I'm be. like, there's no project. Yeah. I'm just gonna have fun and eat. Mm-hmm. So I was eating, and I got like a little, a little heavy. Uh-huh, sure. And within like within a week and a half, uh-huh. I probably gained ten pounds. And then I'm just like staying in my room and just sleeping in and kind of being lazy. And yeah. I keep ignoring my phone. My phone keeps going off. Keep ignoring it. Keep ignoring it. It's uh, from my voiceover agent, like mm-hmm. whatever. It's probably just for an audition. Uh, you know, uh, I'll you know deal with the email and I'll send in the audition, but I just want to sleep. And then, then I just woke up to like a few voicemails from her. She's like, call me back, call me back. So I call her and she goes, listen, um, so there's this shirtless Audi ad. If you want to do it, that they want you to do like this commercial where you get out of a pool shirtless. And it was a really cool idea. And I was like, okay, yeah. yeah. But I realized that I had gained oh boy. over, you know, yeah. maybe, you're maybe 10, 12 pounds. Beat up yeah. And sad. yeah. And I was so sad. And then I was like, Oh shit! I just said yes to this. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to lose this weight if I want to look like mm-hmm. all right. I lost 14 pounds in I think it was two or three days. Jesus! Like, what? Yeah. Just like all water weight. All water weight. Really not healthy. Yeah. 
but I remember being, because we shot it in Palm Springs and they put me up in a resort. I remember being in a resort where everyone's eating and enjoying themselves sure. and I'm on the treadmill yeah. and like, you know, like you're wanting like, to you're cry. like a high school wrestler. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and that was one of the funniest things where that was a huge life lesson where it taught me don't ever let yourself go too far in, in any direction, you know, whether just always be prepared because you never know yeah. the but weirdest I, stuff, you know, I, weird I think, stuff like that will come up. I think you're absolutely right, but I also think it's, like, important to, like, you know, if yeah. you get kicked down, like, yeah. it's okay to be to, to be kind to yourself and, like, yeah. recognize, like, exactly. I feel shitty right now, yeah. and it's okay to have the space to, like, feel shitty, yeah. but also to not wallow in that to the point exactly. where, like, you're Like, I definitely wallowed in it, and that's yeah. something that I've learned from, and since, you know, when something sad happens... I uh, try to give myself a day instead right. of a week and a half of just sure. eating burgers every day. I think yeah. I ate burgers almost every day for Moomami. Yeah, sounds like a goddamn like, like it was. I mean, it was great, yeah. but I, then I was like, "What do I do now?" Mm -hmm. I look like a different person. And yeah, because yeah. you're like super fit. What is it? Jujitsu? Oh uh, yeah, Brazilian Jujitsu and Muay Thai, which yeah. you know have been really, uh, really, really positive things for me. I mean, I, I feel like ever, a lot of people out here they have their yoga, yeah. and for me, it's definitely martial arts. Well, it's good structure. Yeah. It's a good way to stay healthy, and it is. I think it is good to have like when you're in a world that has so such lack of structure. Yeah, and I mean you have to be disciplined in it, but it's not. You can't control it. Yeah, like you can do things like make a like you know make like a, a pilot presentation like yeah. you did with like you. You yeah. have to be cute, but beyond that, it's mm -hmm. just like you throw a bunch of noodles at the wall. But there's such little structure to have something that does force you to have discipline and structure. I think is really good, right? Yeah, I mean that's. I mean I look at it very similar to that where it's. I can I go to acting class every week. Sure. And I can continue to become a better actor and you know be be better at my craft. But that doesn't necessarily equal that I'll get more work. Right. But with martial arts, I go there. It's tangible. I work hard. Yeah. I get better. I see the results. You see the gains. And. That is what, you know, that is, it's like good to have that tangible side of like, you know, cause and effect, uh, right. you know, the proof of, 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 you know, the hard work you put in, you know, makes you succeed in some even small way where, you know, acting, you can succeed on the level of like working hard, but sometimes it just doesn't go your way. And, yeah. and you know, it's, it, it's, you know, that lack of control that I think drives a lot of people nuts, but having a side of something in your life that you can control that you work at, you get better, you know. I think that's the most important thing to have when you have, I mean, we're in the craziest, yeah. craziest, craziest industry in a weird time and, yeah. you know. It's all very weird. Yeah. Um, in terms of like talking about something like having control over your life, mm -hmm. like how does, um, I think there's like the theme of like the stuff we've been talking about now mm -hmm. is like a, a transitioning mm -hmm. as everybody has to, mm -hmm. the awkwardest phase from like adolescence yeah. to young man to adult. But like doing that under a microscope, yeah. Um, God, how how does that exacerbate like that that sense of like? Yeah, I mean, what the, the um, this is a terrible like uh, uh, metaphor, but mm -hmm. like the show Girls is oh. just all about that period in which you feel like adrift and yeah. lost, and like are making like kind of reckless decisions, and that's like what everybody does at that at that stage. But you're doing that under like. Not like such a microscope, yeah. but still like yeah. under a thing where people are like, I feel like I know you and I can subsequently form opinions about you as exactly. opposed to everybody else gets to do that under anonymity. Like how is that con continually hard or how do you like get the, the tools to deal with that shit? Public school. Public, yeah. public school yeah. gave me a lot of tools to deal with people because I learned at a, a pretty young age that, um, and it's sad because I am one of those people who always just really wanted to have friends and be liked. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I feel like everyone, most, 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 most people, yeah, like most people are like that. I mean, I mean there's like a the, point where it's not healthy, but yeah, yeah, I think but, that's a thing people Yeah, like. you know, I mean, just, I just wanted to be liked and I realized from a young age that sometimes people are going to just not like me for no reason, right. not knowing me. And it was always the kids who didn't really know me that didn't like me. And mm -hmm. so sometimes I, you know, get to know them and they'd end up liking me. But I mean, growing up and, and, and having, you know, some experiences with bullying in middle school and high school and people and being, feeling very misunderstood, kind of in a sad way, prepared me for doing this where, you know, sometimes um, I feel like people have written their own little story in their mind mm -hmm. about me and, and it's hard to change that narrative, yeah. you know, and, and I realized, you know, and it, it's something that I continually have to remind myself because I am really sensitive, is that it's not my fault if somebody, you know, doesn't like me for no reason or, yeah. or has some, some issue against me, but I just try to be 
the best I can and work hard and keep my head down. I, I never wanted to ever, I, one of my biggest fears was ever being one of those people that people look at and be like, oh, that's one of those child star right. train wrecks. Right. So that definitely exacerbated my anxiety and right. does where it's like, I'm I don't not, want to be another cautionary tale. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm not in a place career wise where, you know, I can screw up, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm auditioning for every role and yeah. like, I am grateful for everything I get. And you're still working. The yeah. Time, you know, on, and I love, I love working and I, I, it took me even just a long time from graduating high school to getting to a place where I w was working consistently. Right. That was the first step is I was like, I want to get to, you know, at least some, you know, booking jobs. So now I've gotten to the place where I've, I've, you know, been working pretty consistently and booking jobs. And, you know, now my next goal over the next few years is to really do, you know, make that next step into stuff that is really, you know, uh, stuff that really matters to me or, you know, just make that extra push. And I've never felt so, you know, vulnerable as, as you know, doing, doing this whole transition. Right. I mean, it's definitely very much like you're putting yourself out there for people yeah. to be like, oh, you know, he used to be good or that. And it's, it's, it's quieting those voices and being like, you know, what? I'm just going to have fun. Yeah. Go, I'm going to go audition. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to write about stuff. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to enjoy being creative. Well, that sounds like that's what I can. That sounds very healthy. And yeah. I imagine that is like a constant as it is for anybody else, yeah. but like a constant struggle because yeah. it's not like the kind of thing that you can kind of forget about. Yeah. Cause I'm sure that like that you're reminded all the time. People yeah. are like, Hey, I yeah. know you. Yeah. And that's gotta be like, right. Right. Yep. I still have to just like remind myself that I, these are exactly. the, these are the tenants that I want to like live by. Yeah. And people either assume that I'm going to be, you know, bitter about it. Right. Where it's not one of those things where I learned from also a young age and this, you know, and I really thank my parents for this, that it's not about me if my career goes up or down necessarily. Right. You know, uh, I mean, there can, obviously there's cases where it's about them because they're a train wreck, sure. but it, you know, it's, it's, it's an industry that is, you know, doesn't really, it doesn't care about, you know, me. It's not like going against me or for me. It's just, if I'm working, I'm working. And then yeah. that builds more momentum and I don't take it personally anymore. Right. You know, I mean, sometimes like, you know, you get close to a job and you don't get it and you're a little sad, but I was at a point where I was taking, you know, definitely at first taking it personally and, and having good parents and having good guidance and kind of growing up into realizing, Hey, the rejection is not really about you, right. you know, unless I go and I bomb an audition then I'm, then I'm like, okay, sure. That's, but that's yeah, like, that's, that's the different. one thing I can control, but there's exactly. also, you can't control everything. Exactly. Yeah. And you're, you know, a human and you're going to have amazing auditions and yeah. bad, bad auditions. And so being, um, you know, being okay with, with that and being okay with, you know, the fact that I'm going to definitely fail more than I'm going to succeed as far as booking work. Sure. And, um, it's, 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 it's always having its up, up, ups and downs. It's, you know, um, I was reading actually Rob Lowe's book and he talked oh, about right. kind of growing up and he always says that like Monday could be the worst day of your life if you're an actor. And then Tuesday you find out you've got like a franchise, right? you know, and, and that's so true. And it's just. I've, I've always have to remind myself, you know, it's not personal, you know, it's, well, it's, it's a marathon. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's a marathon. People aren't, you know, trying to not get you jobs. People, when you go into a casting director, they're hoping you're the person. So for sure. It makes that, sense. So, they makes they, yeah, so they don't have to yeah. keep looking, you know? And so I've, I've found more love in my craft and less, you know, um, I guess less judging myself and, and judging where I'm at. Right. You know, but it's just like, I'm trying to take steps to do the right, you know, do the right path and hopefully, you know, do good work and, yeah. you know, and I love it. It makes me happy. You know, I, I'm always happy to just be on set. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, like when you're on the lot, like yeah. it's fun. You're, you're fine. You're with people you like, it's, you know, it's interesting it's like, because yeah. like that is, you know, I think you do anything long enough. If you're yeah. fortunate enough, you're lucky enough to do it. You, any, even a dream job, you do it long enough, it becomes a job. Yeah. Um, but I think you have to like be able to have the perspective of like, yeah. fuck. Yeah. I just saw like a clown walk down the street. Yeah, like exactly. I, it's basically seeing like two guys carrying yeah. a pane of glass. Like yeah. it's this is amazing. Yeah. I get to do like yeah. I get to play make 'em ups. Yeah, and that's my living. Yeah, um, but you just have to remind yourself that like because it is you know it's still yeah. fucking a lot of work and it's yeah. a lot of bullshit. But it's like you have to remind yourself like this is very cool. Yeah, and it's easy to lose that perspective sometimes. I think. Very much so. And yeah, you know what those kind of awkward years because I. You know, I, I did kind of take a step away and I was more focusing on high school, but I still Smart. was auditioning a little yeah. and I wasn't good. I'm going to be, I'm always honest about it. I feel like a lot of people are like, you know, if they, if they're not booking a lot, they're like, well, you know, I was taking some time off. No, I wasn't, I wasn't the best actor because I didn't believe in myself. Oh, so I, that's a fucking yeah. awful time. Yeah. You're yeah. talking like adolescence? Pimples like, everywhere. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And also and, like that period. 
what would that have been like 2000s yeah like that was everybody looked yeah. like garbage that was yeah. like the, the land of trucker hats like it was it, not yeah, exactly good, and like non-fitting clothing yeah. you know huge clothing and I always I mean if you see my Instagram I always make fun of yeah my man they're great my, phase, my yeah. phases I went through a lot of like uh, like uh, colored sunglasses yeah and yeah gel in hair exactly. I mean I have the same shit I, I kind of look like a mini Scott Storch if you remember oh, Scott sure, Storch was sure. uh, you know the big sunglasses and uh it's uh, well, I forgot what we're talking about because I got so into the yeah the, the, sty- <laughs> the style of the two thousands. But yeah, it was it was difficult because I wasn't I I wasn't comfortable with who I was. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to I realized that I wasn't really acting as my I wasn't bringing the most important thing, which is yourself, to the role. And I was right. trying to be like the favorite people, my favorite people I looked up to. Right. Like you know, like oh, well, I want to be like Leo or Tom or you know. Sure. And that is a dangerous trap because the, the reason they're Leo and Tom is because they are Leo and Tom. Right. You know, because they are, they are who they are and they're, yeah. you know, and if there's one thing that I think this industry does celebrate with actors, it's individuality. Sure. And it's like, I wasn't bringing that. Well, you know? I mean, when you find somebody like that, I'm trying to think of a good example. Um, I don't know why she popped my, like, you know, I mean, Kristen Shaw. Anyways, I just like there's a ton of people who are like, wow, you have a delivery and like a voice and like a look that is like so wholly unique. Yeah. And it's like that's like, well, that's special. Yeah. That's not, you know, and I think like when you when you have when what you're talking about, like when you uh, feel comfortable in your own skin and bones, like it really shows. I think that's you know applicable to every walk of life, too, yeah. especially when you're like, oh, that is interesting and unique on screen. It's even more, yeah. Or in, in the way you in the way you write something, whatever you bring to your art, your yeah. art, I guess sounds pretentious, but yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. Um, you know, when you're talking about this this era, uh, God, I can only imagine how fucking the potential for it to be brutal. Cause yeah. I remember um, I was not like if any, I was usually on the other side of yeah. bullying. Uh, like I was like I learned to become I was always like a positive and like I think I that's how I became funnier yeah. I was like I had funny parents but also yeah. just like learning to like well I was smaller for a while and yeah. I finally caught up but like was just like learned to crack wise because yeah. I was like a way like oh well this is how I make friends um, but I do remember because uh, in sixth grade uh, Christina Aguilera sat next to me in social studies class and she left to go to the Mickey Mouse Club. No way. So she would intermittently come back for like things. I think she came to the prom or something. Um, But I remember her coming to like a lock-in at like this like new age church that like all like the fun Mm -hmm. stuff, like the the school sanctioned dances were kind of shitty, but like this, the weirdly, like the fire halls and the new age church did the cool dances, Mm -hmm. which is weird, but it's the suburbs. Um, But I remember going to this lock-in and my buddy, Chris and I, we like a part of the locker we went to like a ice skating rink mm-hmm. and we didn't want to ice skate because we were like jaded and being you know Too like cool. 13 year old ass yeah. yeah but she was like we were up on this like balcony and she was below with a couple of her friends and she like kept singing and we we're like oh yeah we get it you're fucking super talented and we were just assholes we were throwing like from the balcony throwing pretzels like on the group of and we we're like why do that yeah there were, but like that was like yeah because like this was not a person this was yeah. just like a, a person to exactly. us felt like probably a little bit of jealousy mm-hmm. and also like all right we get it you can sing yeah but we just were monsters and that's yeah. like not a thing i did often but just you tell me a story it reminded oh, yeah. me of that and like i can only imagine like the shit that people would do like I, I feel like I'm a pretty nice guy, yeah. and I was still like a dick. I occasionally still get prank calls from people that I can only assume are from my hometown, <sighs> and I got Chris. one. So <laughs> this is actually a really good sad story. Yeah, sure. I, uh, I think you probably saw it on my Facebook because I posted it because I tried right. to make a joke out of it. Sure. So I had this one week, and it always, you know, when it when it rains it pours. I mean, mm-hmm. the, it really is true. And I uh, I found out that I had this back injury, sure. and I was uh, leaving the doctor and going to I think. I was on my way to an x-ray and this guy just stops his car in the middle of the freeway and just it's uh i I mean i wasn't there when he actually stopped uh i came uh i was behind a car and the Mm -hmm. car swerved out of the way last second and there was a car just sitting there completely off no blinkers nothing just sitting there and i hit my brakes as hard as i can but i hit this guy Mm -hmm. and um you know, end up everyone's okay. End up busting my car, but it was it was weird because you know the guys just had his car off, and I was like, "What are you doing? Yeah, Why didn't you go to the man? side of the road?" And he didn't really have a great explanation. <laughs> cool. But uh, you know, later that day, I go home. Um, I think something else happened too, like something crappy, something else crappy happened, and I go home and I'm just sitting on the couch. I'm like, "Wow, this day sucks." Mm-hmm. And right when I'm thinking that, I get a call, 
And I answer the phone, they're like, is this Jonathan? And I go, and I'm like, oh no, what is this? So I go, no. And this girl goes, hi, this is Hollywood calling to remind you you're no longer relevant. And then a group of people all laughed in the back. And then I put my phone down. I'm like, why? I'm like, to top off like a really bad day. But also, it's not like it's, yeah. it's a little bit like, can't you be more you like a little exactly. more clever? That's, was, that's yeah. the line you went with. Yeah, and I was like, why did someone? But I just never have had the urge to go out of my way to call somebody and be mean. No, it's so yeah. much energy. Yeah, you imagine the energy you can expend to do something like that. All these people sit around and like, well, you know what's gonna make our day fun? Yeah, let's remind him that you know maybe like you know. He isn't as relevant as he used to be. And I was like, that's so mean. But also, like, who, does yeah, that? Why, who takes, who takes, takes like, time get a hobby, man. Yeah. Go fucking, I don't know, they're probably young. Just go they, yeah. smoke pot. Just be, yeah. fucking leave people around. Live your Do life, your yeah. And yeah. so, uh, yeah. and that was actually reminding me of, you know, and it was kind of like, I think what it was, was it, it wasn't that, you know, it wasn't that, it didn't, it wouldn't have hit me that hard if it weren't that day. Sure. But also, it just kind of gave me almost like a little flashback to, I used to get those calls all the really? time where people would just you know fuck you they'd like find somehow get my number and they're like I'm gonna beat your ass if I see you blah 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 why I don't know I mean it was really interesting going to and this was all middle schoolish. Right. when I went to middle school it was probably middle school early high school but middle school I went to a different um, like the, the a bunch of different schools fed into one middle school mm-hmm. and I it had already always been in elementary school pretty normal because everyone had known me through you know since kindergarten sure and uh so it wasn't that big of a deal and then uh going to middle school school yeah it was so crazy for months on end where i couldn't sit at lunch because people were just it turned from interest to amusement to like then just people being me just yeah and they were going to put me at my own table Mm -hmm. to sit isolated at lunch they brought me into the principal's office like we don't know what to that's do with you. That's gonna make things worse. And man. I told them that I was like, you're, you know, you're putting me, you know, away from everyone. That's gonna make that's gonna make it ten times worse. Yeah. And so I, you know, just told them I was gonna grip my teeth and get through it. But yeah, that was like a crazy kind of thing to happen, which I did not expect it to be like that. And yeah. then you know, it's, uh, you know, it's it's crazy. But it was, uh, it was, you know, it was interesting and definitely gave me a lot to learn from as far as dealing with people well, and I think, you know I think it like that all comes back to like the thing we were talking about yeah. like you know uh, being mean online or yeah. being mean form opinions yeah. because I think you like you see somebody like well he's successful I bet you he thinks he's better than I am yeah or like you know, I far from think I've, I've never yeah. thought I was cool but it's easy to, but it's easy <laughs> yeah, yeah. to like you know I exactly think, like the kind of thing like when somebody says something mean and then you engage with them yeah. it's like oh oh yeah. right and it's like you it's reminding like in the same way that you make a, a short about like yeah. a, a negative experience you had, yeah. and it humanizes it. Yeah, and people are like, "All right, you're you're you maybe have different experiences, but you're just like exactly. me." Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Like it's that anonymity. Like, yeah. Fuck you. I create. Like I I feel like uh, anytime I have like been in like a, a fight with like a friend mm-hmm. or, or you know like a, somebody I'm dating or my ex wife or something, it's always been magnified by having distance yeah because then like this kernel of like resentment yeah like builds and you kind of create your own narrative yeah but then when you actually sit across from somebody you're like oh yeah you're a person you're a person who i love also and like oh right i'm being silly i'm like making this little t- tiny mountain molehill into a mountain mm-hmm. um i'm actually yeah, friends with a lot of people who didn't like me middle school, yeah which i think is one of the most positive Things and, and, and I talk about that, you know, I've, I've written some kind of stuff on this and I, and I, and I love, I love that aspect of it is people, we, we mature, we learn yeah. and there are quite a few people who hated me in middle school who were so mean to me and Every time you engage them, like why? Yeah. And then I was, I mean, and you know what, I'm not going to act like sit here and be Mr. Victim and say I'm, sure. I was hundred percent innocent. I learned to cut deep verbally Sure. when I was getting that thrown at me and I became a person that I wasn't proud of where I was so defensive and I thought right. everybody was making fun of me and it's something that I've had to deal with to this day where I'm like a little on edge being like am I part of a joke I just yeah. you know I never wanted to be the butt of butt of a joke or butt of jokes in front of people in front of my peers and um, we you know we grow up and we learn and, and, and there are a ton of kids like one of my good friends who I hung out with last night mm-hmm. was so mean to me and such a bully uh, when we were kids and now he you know found his outlet which was 
football, mm-hmm. and he ended up uh, you know working really hard and, and um, playing Division One football. Oh. Now he's in law school. Oh shit! And we're really tight. And, yeah. and I visited him at uh, law school, and he's a great guy. Right. And it's just you know we all are going through something, and in in you know if if we're more accepting about it, you know, and, and realize that. I mean, it take the problem is it takes, I think that level of maturity, you know, in retrospect, but, right. but I mean, it's, it's such a positive thing. I feel that I got to like reconnect with certain people who we didn't see eye to eye middle right. school, you know, and then I'll even talk, I'll be like, you know, I never really thought I was that cool for how much you thought I thought I was cool. Yeah. You know, and I, I even remember seeing a kid in high school, um, I walking past him and then he said something to his friend like, "Yeah, he thinks he's so fucking cool." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna befriend that kid." Mm. By the end of high school, I was really good friends with that kid. That's I'm impressed with like the amount of fortitude and also the seemingly the emotional maturity that you had as a young age. Do you think that was because you were forced into that, or do you think it's because of you had a strong foundation of family, or is it because like you were exposed to? You know, because for what you did, mm-hmm. most kids when they're seven, eight years old, yeah. six, six years old, they're around other six, seven, mm-hmm. eight-year-olds. But you were, like, swimming in waters with a ton of adults. Do you think yeah. that also, like, kind of expedited your kind of emotional maturity? Yeah. Also, I mean, I mean, to be honest, I've always just wanted to get along with people. Right. Um, I, you know, I've never been a person who even really wants to rock the boat that much. I mean, there are personality types who like to do that. But yeah. I had really good parents who, you know, definitely made it very clear to me that I wasn't better than anyone. It was mm-hmm. just something that I was passionate about that I got attention for. Sure. And also, I had experiences where, you know, when, uh, you know, I, I got to be part of some some bigger movies like Stuart Little. You know, yeah. we did a worldwide, you know, PR campaign for that. Yeah. So having to handle myself during, you know, panels or whatever or you know interviews at a young age yeah yeah that's crazy and then i even you know i mean like there were some great experiences that came out you know of uh of doing that and you know having to handle being around adults having to be poised in front of people and i i i mean i i credit that with with a great form of education in a weird way right of handling yourself you know in a business setting and uh, you know, I, I think a lot of people think, and this is one of the misconceptions I come across a lot. They they ask, "Do you think you had a good education because right. you were a child actor?" Right. And and I think I think that a lot of people think, "Oh, well, they probably you know are like easy on them because they have to like work them more." And you know, it's it's that couldn't be farther from the truth. You know, if you my parents also were very strict about making sure I was doing my schoolwork. But uh, you have this teacher on set, mm-hmm. and so for things like history and English that I would breeze through, I'd breeze through, and then spend more time on math. Yeah. And then, you know, if we're shooting in a foreign country, we'd go to a museum. Yeah. Or, you know, if I'm doing a press tour, I'm handling, being able to handle the priority of, like, doing half a math test, going and, you know, doing uh, interviews for foreign press, coming yeah. back, finishing a math test. Yeah. You know, and, and that kind of sense of, like, having to schedule your priorities and also be able to split different tasks, I think, is an education in itself. Yeah. And so I think, yes, from, you know, doing... <laughs> long-winded answer short uh i think yeah from doing doing that type of stuff and being able to handle myself i learned a lot um you know i learned a lot at a young age yeah i mean i I can only imagine what that's like i mean it sounds also just like the opportunity to like see the world at a young age is fascinating um and i think that's just traveling is just such an education amazing yeah um but like so the for example the kid sean who plays adam on our show he just graduated high school yeah. last may so he's awesome by the way he's, he's so good kid. i mean so i don't good. know him personally i'm saying on the show oh yeah he's great he's awesome he's yeah. got you know i mean it's such like a um intrinsic uh, understanding of where the joke is yeah. you know um but he's he's a smart and he's a good kid he's very smart but like he graduated last high school last uh, may yeah. So this is the first time in the fifth year of the show where, like, like episode two or something, I, I saw him on set, and he's like, I don't have to go and study. Yeah. I was like, what do, what do you mean? He's like, I can just hang out. And yeah. he was like, it was just, like, blew his yeah. mind. Like, it just, like, every other time, like, I would finish a take and then go have oh, to, yeah. like, study for, like, a calc exam or get yeah. ready for the SATs or some shit. And he's like, wow, yeah, you are juggling so much. Yeah. Um, and it feels like, I mean... You know, there's like a lot of waiting when you're doing, especially like a single camera movie. Like, there's a lot of waiting, but I can't. I can't imagine when you have to like actually focus on other shit on top yeah. of like dirt learning lines and not just like as I do when I'm waiting, looking through Instagram a ton or whatever. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, yeah, I think that's like 
there's something to that. Like I think it is like a weird world, but yeah. it also if you can if you can navigate those waters, yeah. I, I think you can learn a ton and gives like a lot of interesting experience. You know what? And it, and it comes down like I you know always say, is it, I'm so lucky for the parents I had mm-hmm. that were they made sure they got you know a studio teacher um, that was very serious about getting my hours in. They, you know, they wanted me to always be happy, and they always, after every project I did, my parents would ask me, "Are you still enjoying doing this?" Right. And I would say yes because I did, and you know, I, I was lucky enough to have those type of kind of rare parents where I I once um uh, I was recurring on a show and they wanted to bump me up to series regular, but I wanted to play little league baseball in Agora Hills with my friends. Yeah. My parents said we're going back to Agora. You know, thank you, but he wants to be a kid, and yeah. you know, we're not going to take that away from That's him. That's very cool. You know, and so. You know, I, I got lucky for the parents I have, so I have to say, you know, it's it's not this way with, you know, everybody, but, you know, I, I got to be, I I got the most out of it because definitely because of the parenting and right. guidance I had. Right. You know, so I, I feel like I got the best of both worlds where I played Little League Baseball. Yeah. I played basketball and then mm-hmm. I got to go do this crazy thing where I got to go play pretend and talk to myself, you know, pretending a mouse is there. Yeah. You know, it's pretty yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's bonkers, man. Yeah. Do you think, um, because you have, like, had to fuck go from being a kid to an adolescent to now an adult and like I think you perhaps see it maybe more than most people like how like a life is long and a career is long and now like going from is it it seems like you have like such a good attitude and head on your shoulders but like going from like the understanding of uh, the access like because like when you were young there was you worked a fuck ton yeah and you still work a fuck ton now yeah but like is there uh, a sense of humility that comes with like, oh, I didn't realize like, oh yeah, yes. God, I, that was so much easier. And yeah. now I'm like working my ass off. Yeah. As, as, how was that like, did, was that a hard like transition in like seeing like, oh, I have to really fucking work for this. Oh yeah, it's humbled me. Yeah. I mean, you know what, you know what the greatest thing that ever came out of not working was? Learning, learning that I needed, and I, and I had it somewhere in the back of my mind, but really learning that I needed to, you know, grow as an artist. So going to class, you know, first thing I did out of high school is I started going to uh, Playhouse West in North Hollywood. Mm-hmm for doing Meisner and I was there for three or four years now I'm with a different um, acting coach but doing that and discovering theater which is something I never did right um, and there was you know my first theater job was an understudy role That's when I cool. was uh, I want to say 19 yeah. and it was such a great experience and you know it, it, this industry does have a way of humbling you you know I, I go from you know doing doing those movies and now I'm an understudy but I got to understudy yeah Martin McDonough is a lieutenant of Inishmore at the Mark Taper. Oh, that's cool. And when Chris Pine was doing it. That's very cool. And that was such an amazing learning experience where a lot of people, I think, would look at it, you know, coming from certain backgrounds. I've seen a lot of people look at that, scoff at that, and be like, you know, like, oh, well, I've done this in my past. And, and I started living my life like I just started my career. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the best thing, you know. And it does, it does humble you when you're pre-reading for casting directors and you used to get straight offers or right. but it's not one of those things I harp on right. you know it's one of those things where it makes me want to work harder and prove myself at this age and be like you know that I, that was me then and you know I was I had that you know natural whatever but I worked really hard yeah. to do theater to do class and that's the best thing that's come out of not working is it really made me fight for everything and every day I'm on set and I'm so happy to be yeah there. I'm just so happy where, yeah. and I never was a person who was like oh my career is always going to be this easy right. but when stuff does happen you can't help but have certain expectations where you're like oh like you know I'm, I'm working a lot like it might always be like this or yeah. not even that you always think it's going to be like that but you just don't know that it's going to end right you know and, well, and especially when you're young you don't have yeah. perspective like everything exactly. is new you don't yeah. have the perspective to know that this is not the norm exactly yeah. and, and you know what it's the best thing that ever the best thing that ever happened to me because it's made me care so much about acting portion of right. it and it took me away from caring about you know uh, I don't know caring, caring about the industry too much or caring about you know, stupid stuff where now it's like, I, I took that and I was like, you know, I just gotta be really good. I'm just gonna just work at this, you know? And, and it, it's, it's been definitely humbling, Yeah. you know? And, 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 and I think that's a good thing, you know? Yeah, I mean, look man, I think we can all use a little more humility. Yeah. That's never a bad thing. Um, I usually try to ask like, you know, uh, advice. It's like mm-hmm. very, usually kind of tends to be amorphous, especially in a conversation like this, but like advice for anybody uh, who I think there's not a ton of people who have had your experience. Yeah. It's a pretty unique experience. But like advice for anybody who is like dealing with feeling um, either ostracized mm. or um, 
growing into a new person yeah um, and like how do you deal with those growing pains and how do you deal with people forming uh, opinions and narratives about you like how do you get through that shit I think one of the in my opinion and you know I definitely a lot of a lot of trial and a lot of error yeah uh, I think the best thing is to find stuff you're just passionate about and focus on that whether it's a, I tell you know I talk to little kids sometimes I say whether it's astronomy club mm-hmm. or chess club or sports Whatever you do is not dorky. Mm-hmm. Whatever you are passionate about. So if you want to cosplay, get really into it. Create yeah. your own costumes. Be amazing at creating those costumes. If you want to play basketball, focus on that. And I think that you you can't. I mean, you can't really help you know what other people are going to think about you. So just find stuff you're passionate about. It. Put your. If you put so much focus on that, you seem to not really notice things as much. Well, you also know, find like-minded people, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you also you know enter a community where like. You can make friends doing basketball or whatever you're doing. And for me, it was actually in middle school-ish age basketball. Yeah. Because I had so much anxiety mm-hmm. that I realized I wasn't having a panic attack when I was playing basketball right. because I was so focused. The two things were basketball and acting right. because I had to be in the moment. So I right. wasn't having anxiety during those times. And it helped my life so much having stuff to focus on. And I think you can, if you're just sitting there and you're, I mean, the worst place is to be, you know, on the internet uh, and just oh, sitting yeah. there and not really having a focus. I think having certain you know, small, even if it's a small thing, you know, doing puzzles or mazes, I don't know, you know, if you have a small task or tasks to focus on, it makes, you know, it makes everything a little bit better. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, yeah, it's going to suck if someone comes up to you and they're like, you suck. Or like, you have to deal with being ostracized or you have to deal with other people, but you can only control what you can control and you can make things better by being, you know, really passionate about other things. Right. You know, it, it saves a lot of, I think, pain. Yeah, well, I think it's also good advice yeah. applicable to most things. Yeah. Like, find the thing that matters yeah. and just worry about that. The other shit you can't control. Exactly. Because life is going to throw you some curveballs and whatever whatever you're doing, if it's yeah. illness or if it's yeah. just like weird life circumstances yeah. or other people, you know, projecting anger for their yeah. own shit. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely easier said than done. It's a tough task, especially if you feel you're going into as we all can do at some point in different time periods, growing into a new person. Yeah. I, I'm not gonna lie and be like, you know, I, I, I was uncomfortable and then it was magical one day. Right. I had years where it was like two steps forward, one step back. Right. And years where I wanted to be, I would daydream that I was like a basketball star or something else. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to be anybody in the world but Jonathan Lipnicki. Right. And people say, you're so lucky, you know, uh, this and that, and I'd be like, Yes, I know. I realize on the surface, and you know, I am very lucky for a lot of for things. Sure. For a but lot of things, so. but also it does come with that times where you just don't want to be. You want to, you know, you want to be a wallflower. You don't want to. Well, yeah, be, because you know, I think, like, especially at that age, yeah, so many, so many things are spent just trying to blend in, trying exactly. to be invisible, and you're doing something that makes it impossible exactly. for you to do that. Um, and that's got to be fucking hard, man. Yeah. Like, where you just want to, like, I'm just wearing camouflage. I just want to blend in with everybody else. Exactly. I don't want to be uh, stick up so somebody beats me down. I would definitely have panic attacks about what I was going to wear because I was so into basketball. Sure. That I knew I was going to get made fun of for the jerseys I love to right. wear. But I loved basketball, so I'm like, I want to wear this jersey because I love it. And, like, they're, they're playing today or, you know, something. And I would have a panic attack and be like, oh, what am I going to, what am I going to hear tomorrow? Mm-hmm. What is it going to be? Like, just, I, hopefully I get, you know, I looked at other, even school districts because mm-hmm. it got so bad. Sure. But, uh, you know, it's one step at a time, you know, one, one foot in front of the other. And it's not always going to be that clear cut, like, oh, and now I feel good about myself. Right. But, you know, it's, it's a process. But yeah, it's a process. And it's, it's a process about learning about yourself and like having those things that you're passionate about help that move along a lot more smoothly in my experience. Right. You know, yeah, so. well, I think that's excellent advice for, for almost anything. Um, I think just for my own edification, uh, just because why not? Mm-hmm. What is one of your favorite things that you were like, just like a, a scarce whisper of a memory? Because when did you start doing it? Five? Yeah. I mean, how much do you, do you remember any of that shit? I do. You yeah. know, it's funny, little bits and pieces, and I'll always say the funniest stuff is like, I'll remember something like how a shirt smelled that I wore. Sure, like, yeah. Like weird stuff. Oh, well, because like I think sense smell, a sense mm-hmm. memory smell like yeah. flattens time so much. Like yeah. I'll, I'll, I, the other day I smelled like, just like walking through a crowd, and I smelled like a perfume that I don't know what the fuck it was. Yeah. It reminded me of my high school girlfriend because it was the same perfume. Wow. It was like instantly yeah. like, transported back to me, like sixteen, hanging mm-hmm. out in her shitty bedroom, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's an interesting thing. Like just those little sense memories. Mm-hmm. One of my 
and this is not even that long ago, this is like 18, but mm-hmm. this was one of the coolest memories I had kind of like coming back into acting was yeah. um, I got called in for a general to meet Tarantino for um, sure. Inglorious Bastards. Oh, that's fucking rad. Because I'm, you know, a young Jewish guy. Yeah, yeah. And I ended up being, you know, obviously like way too young because I was 18 looking like I was 12. Yeah, you know, you're, you're and, a young face in general. Yeah, so, so uh, you know, I, I, I knew going in, you know, this, there's a more than, you know, 99.9% chance I won't get this, but I got to meet the guy. Yeah. I got to talk to him. Yeah. He was so fun. He was so nice. And I like, I don't know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes talking to him. And that was one of the coolest experiences Very I've cool. ever had where it was, I just got called up one day mm-hmm. and they're like, they want you to meet for this thing. And it was so funny because the agent I had at the time had an assistant who said, oh, here's this, you have this general with this casting director. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I look at what she cast and she does a lot of Lynch and Tarantino. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's, that's awesome. I'm mm-hmm. so excited. And they're like, yeah, some guy named Quentin's gonna be there. They said it like that. What? Like her assistant or something. Wow. Like it was like her assistant. I'm like, hold on one second. Okay. Uh, I went on IMDb and mm-hmm. she cast a lot of like Tarantino projects. Mm-hmm. Are we talking about Quentin Tarantino or is it just some dude named Quentin? Because there's not a ton of dudes named Quentin. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and then the assistant's like, let me check. And then they checked. They're like, yeah, it's Quentin, it's Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. And that was so cool. And, and it was like that stuff like that that I get to dork out about sure, whether it's man. whether I ever work with him or not just is 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 what it's about is being a fan and I'm a yes. fan at the end of the day I'm a fan of movies and I was like I really like this guy I get to meet him and that was one of the coolest fucking experiences yeah, well, ever it's also like yeah. I think we were talking about earlier like just having the perspective of yeah. like not becoming jaded and recognize yeah. like all this shit is exactly. a fucking we are so lucky yeah Oh, I mean, we're lucky just to be healthy, and we're also exactly. fucking white dudes in America. Yeah, we're very lucky. Exactly, but like is, to yeah. do all this stuff on top of that—that's what. Yeah. It, that's what always makes me feel a little weird about being like, yeah, you know, I had a little rough, you know, patches growing up. Right. Is at the end of the day, I still now, and and I even even then, I had the perspective because you know, I I knew I was lucky for what I had. I I never want to be like poor me, poor me. You know, this it's, sure. it's stuff we all have our stuff. You know, that's how I dealt with it. Um, I hope it helps anyone else if they're dealing with stuff. But at the end of the day, they're just, in the world we live in, there's just so, we could be so much worse off. 100%. Yeah. And I think, I think it is important to remember that. Yeah. But also to like, you know, recognize, uh, fuck, this is hard. I'm still very lucky. This is hard. I'm not trying to marginalize what I'm feeling, but also I can get through this. Yeah, exactly. I can get through this because a lot of people are dealing with a lot of, a lot worse. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I mean, you're a very poised, uh, smart dude, man. Um, Thank you. Thanks so much, buddy. I'm glad that your dog is so excited about this. Uh, no, he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> he's, he's not, he's not budged oh. once. Yeah, good talk, Duncan. What do you think? There you go, gang. Another episode. Mark it. Count it. We're all done here. Uh, how about that guy, huh? He's had a fascinating life and a really interesting career, and it continues to evolve, and I think he's got a great work ethic and a good head on his shoulders, and I'm very impressed by him. Um, anyways, support that guy. He's wonderful. He's kind. He's generous with his time. Uh, go check out the second season of Mr. Student Body President on the Verizon Go 90 network. That comes out very soon. Also, check him out on Twitter. It's at jlipnicky. Again, that's at jlipnicky. Uh, thanks so much, Jonathan. really appreciate you being such a sweetheart. Uh, also, thank you to Hayden Fongheiser for doing everything behind the scenes. Can't do this shit without you, bro. Uh, also, thank you to Julie Pot and Kingdom Flying Club for art and music. And the biggest thanks goes to you guys. I love you. You're fucking great. Keep on being uh, beacons of hope and, and empathy in weird fucking times, huh? Let's do that, shall we? All right, gang. Have a great week. Love you. Love you.